You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We have had an action-packed morning. If you've missed any of the interviews, you can find them on realpresenceradio.com or on our app. Um, I'm Teresa Curley. Hey, and I'm Deacon Paul Trinan, uh, and we're at the Abbey of the Hills Retreat Center up here in northeast South Dakota, and we're actually talking to the executive director now, the executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference, and that's Michael Pauley. Michael, welcome to Real Presence Radio. Great to be here, Deacon Paul. Now, this is the first time we've talked, other than like three seconds off off um, air, but you've been on Real Presence before, correct? Uh, only once. Uh, I, I did the Real Presence live show uh, out here with uh, uh, Father Christensen um, back in June when I first started on as executive director. So, uh, so I'm, I'm sort of a newbie still, I think. <laughs> well, well, you must you must have been pretty good because they're bringing you back. Right? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get put on the uh, on the no <laughs> broadcast list or whatever. Yeah, the blacklist. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I want to learn more about you myself. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Michael. Yeah. Well, um, I uh, my wife and I uh, live in Rapid City uh, in the beautiful uh, Black Hills uh, area. Uh, we have uh, two lovely daughters and. Um, I worked for many years as a consultant doing a little mix of public relations and government relations work. Um, and then earlier this year, uh, back in June, uh, I uh, started a new position as the executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference. Uh, my predecessor, uh, who's probably uh, familiar to many listeners of uh, Real Presence Radio, is uh, Chris Motes. Uh, who was at the helm for five years and uh, just did a really fantastic job uh, as, as the first executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference. And so he really built it up from scratch and uh, just accomplished tremendous things. So I have big shoes to fill, but I'm, uh, I'm embracing the challenge. Amen. Isn't that great to embrace the challenge and just trust God to continue to guide you? Chris, Chris did a wonderful job of, of leading the the. the the Catholic Conference for South Dakota. And it's not just the Sioux Falls Diocese. It's not just the Rapid City. It's both as well. So good. Well, two do- how old are your daughters? How old are your daughters, Michael? So my uh, youngest is nine and my oldest is 12. So we're, we're not far away from having our first teenager. So pray for us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pray for us. Yeah, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Well, I have to I have to share something with you. I grew up in Yankton, South Dakota, and I I was honored to be a part of what was called Boys what is called Boys State. And so you'd go and you'd experience these governmental kind of nuances um, for a weekend. Ours was at Northern State University back in the day, and I remember some of the guys would make these um, make these bills that would be brought up um, to you know consider making them into laws, and and invariably back in the early 80s somebody would say hey let's make a let's make a bill or a law that would legalize marijuana and it was always just a big joke and you're like what are you wasting our time for this <laughs> here we are it's 2022 michael and um this is not a joke anymore correct no no it's not a joke it's uh it, and in fact uh 
We have 19 states now in the country that have legalized marijuana uh, purely for, you know, so-called recreational purposes, which is another way of just saying, you know, for any reason at all. Um, so, yeah, it's very real. Wow. Um, do you recall the first state and when that happened, the first state that went towards legalizing recreational marijuana? Oh, good grief. You know, I know. I, I'm putting you on the spot. I, aren't I? Uh, yeah, I think it might be um, Colorado, but there were, uh, there were a group of states that all kind of embraced it around the same time. Um, uh, California, I think, was up there, uh, Washington and Oregon yeah. as well. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, Colorado sticks in my mind. It does, the, it does uh, in mind words. as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, last month, the bishops, last month, the bishops of South Dakota issued a statement toward the Catholic voter urging them to oppose a measure. It sounds like it's going to come up in this year's election. It's, it's, it's in this initiate, initiative measure 27. Michael, tell us exactly what is measure 27. Yeah. So uh, measure 27 is a proposal that will be on the ballot in this coming uh, fall election. So the election is going to be on Tuesday, November 8th of this year. And Measure 27 proposes to legalize the possession, use, and distribution of marijuana for so-called recreational purposes in South Dakota. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I actually don't like the term recreation because I think recreation is a very uh, healthy thing. I think of hiking or kayaking or skiing or something like that, you know. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, this word recreational has come into play uh, primarily to distinguish from this other concept of medicinal use. You know, so recreation just think it means you get to use marijuana just because you want to get high, you know, and, and that's the only, you don't need to have any other rationale for using marijuana other than that you just want to, uh, uh, you know, to get high. Uh, and as I mentioned, um, this is not an isolated thing. What, what's happening in South Dakota is part of, part of this national movement that's very well funded uh, to try to get marijuana legalized in all 50 states. Uh, so, uh, and I know I always get asked this question um, these days. People are people are very paranoid about wanting to know, you know, what's the right way to vote? You know, what what happens if I vote yes, and what happens if I vote no? So, in this case, yeah. if you're voting yes, you're voting in favor of changing the laws so that uh, marijuana uh, can be legally possessed, used, and distributed. If you vote no. That keeps things the same where marijuana is not permitted under South Dakota law. So if I vote yes this fall, I am voting to legalize this terminology, recreational marijuana. I'm saying yes, I want anybody of legal age, I suppose, but anybody to be able to use marijuana for any purpose whatsoever. If I vote no, then I'm saying no. That's that's yeah. not what what we want to be able to do legally here in this state. That, that's um, right. Vote, uh, no, a no vote just keeps things the way they are. So okay, we Real Presence Radio is appealing is 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 trying to bring the truth of the Catholic faith, the truth of Christ to everyone. Tell us, Michael, why are the bishops of South Dakota 
opposed to legalizing recreational marijuana. Yeah. Well, I, I think you could break up their um, rationale into sort of two categories of thinking. Uh, the first concern is the harms that marijuana produces specifically on those who are using the drug. So kind of think of that as category one. And then, but then there's this broader category, category two, of the harms that it causes for the broader society, not just those who are using the drugs, but, you know, everyone. Uh, uh, and in fact, all studies show that um, a large majority of Americans um, do not use marijuana, even, even sporadically. So um, although it is a minority um, that would be using marijuana, even if it were legalized, it nevertheless affects um, the broader society. Um, so the, the bishops uh, drafted a statement, and I just want to uh, uh, put in this plug here that uh, it's, a, it's a really beautiful statement, and I encourage your listeners to uh, download a copy and read the whole thing. It is available um, at our website, which is SE, as in South Dakota, sdcatholicconference.org. And if you go to our website, there's a little uh, menu bar up at the top, and there's an item that says statements. And if you click on statements, uh, then the bishop's uh, uh, comments on the marijuana initiative will be the, the first thing that appears. But the, the starting point for the bishops is, as you would expect from shepherds of the church, is what does the church have to say about this? So um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, and I'm quoting, the use of drugs inflicts very grave damage on human health and life. Their use, except on strictly therapeutic grounds, is a grave offense, uh, end of quote. Uh, and if folks want to look that up, that's uh, paragraph 2291 of the uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church. And, uh, you know, Pope Francis uh, has been unambiguous in his views on the subject. Uh, uh, one of his quotes uh, that has been uh, you know, circulated a lot, is simply, he says, quote, no to every type of drug use. It is as simple as that. Uh, and and we've also seen consistently uh, Pope John Paul II, uh, Pope Benedict XVI, um, you know, were very clear um, in their position against drug use. Um, and in fact, uh, Pope Benedict XVI actually said, uh, it is the responsibility of the Church to unmask the false promises, the lies, the fraud that is behind drugs, uh, end of quote. So, as you can see, our, our church leaders have not been ambiguous about where they stand. Um, they, they see illicit drug use as a, uh, as a gravely uh, immoral thing um, and harmful for the people who are using it and also harmful for the broader society. Wow. Wow. So... I love your answer. You're not just saying, well, the popes think it's a bad, or the, the bishops think it's a real bad idea. You're, you're citing the CCCI, the Catholic Catechism 2291. You're, you're citing Pope Francis, Pope Benedict, Pope John Paul. It's damaging to the individual and damaging to the society in larger, um, just the larger body of Christ, if you would. Mm -hmm. We're going to run into a, a break real quickly here.
Teresa, I know you're looking at me and I'm going, eh, we need a break. But we're talking with Michael Pauly. He's the executive director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference. Stick with us, folks. This is, we got a few more things we want to bring out that I think you'll want to understand whether you're in South Dakota, Wyoming, Wisconsin, wherever the case may be. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. Hello, Teresa. I'm Deacon Paul Trinan. It's great to have everyone listening today. We're really grateful for you to be lending us your ear, especially towards uh, a topic this particular segment that, wow, I just think is really, really important. Mm-hmm. In South Dakota, we're, 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 our, our guest is Michael Pauly. He's the executive director of the South Dakota Camp, Catholic Conference. And the, the, there's been a joint bishop's letter on the legalization, uh, the potential legalization of marijuana in South Dakota. We've, we've asked Michael Pauly to come in and explain a little bit about um, what's called Measure 27, which will, um, if, if, if the voters in South Dakota this fall vote yes, it will mean legalizing recreational marijuana as opposed to voting no, that will be um, basically saying, nope, we, we're not interested in legalizing uh, recreational um, 
uh, marijuana. Is that correct, Michael? Did I get that? You've got it perfectly, yes. Well, now, off air, we talked a little bit about this this issue of recreational marijuana. It's already been voted on in South Dakota. Why are we seeing it on the ballot again this fall? Yeah, good question. Uh, So what what happened um, is that, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the measure to legalize medical marijuana did pass, and that law is in effect today. However, um, Constitutional Amendment A, which was the name of the proposal on the 2020 ballot, which passed by a far narrower margin um, than the medical marijuana measure, uh, there was a lawsuit filed um, that challenged that in court. And, you know, without getting too much into the weeds about the lawsuit, it basically revolved around this issue of, of the single-subject um, uh standard, which is to say that uh, when you're doing a uh, amendment like this, the, the rule is, is that it has to stick to a single subject. You don't want to have, like, multiple subjects uh, contained in the same proposal. And and Constitutional Amendment A kind of addressed a whole lot of things, not just the legalization of marijuana, but also the taxation of marijuana, the setting up the process for how you have commercial retail sales in the state, uh, and so the challenge was that it addressed too many issues, uh, violated the, the single subject rule, and was also a actual revision to the Constitution rather than just an amendment. And so the, uh, the Supreme Court of South Dakota agreed with that reasoning and actually struck down Amendment A. So the marijuana industry, if you will, has returned, advanced this new measure called Measure 27, which is narrower. So, for example, it doesn't say anything about taxation of marijuana, but it does, um, you know, still advance the main thrust of what they wanted, which is to legalize the possession, use, and distribution of the drug. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. So, all right. Um, Gosh, do you, I mean, one of the big questions I have for you is, you know, there's a small majority of voters that supported legalization of it back in 2020, like you just explained. And obviously you, as well as the bishops and many others, are working for a different outcome during this fall's election. You know, I don't mean to to make you into some kind of a seer or soothsayer, but what, it, what, what reasons are, do you have to be hopeful that, you know, that this is going to be struck down this fall, Michael? Yeah. Well, um, there's, a, there's a couple of reasons. Um, as I alluded to earlier, uh, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that people in 2020, when they were voting on these twin measures on the ballot, were confused. And there was every reason for them to be confused, because the amendment to legalize marijuana for recreational purposes also contained this line right in the title of the measure that said, to require the legislature to pass laws regarding hemp, as well as laws ensuring access to marijuana for medical use. Yeah, I'm, I'm quoting directly from the ballot title. So even though the main purpose of it was to legalize recreational marijuana, it also contained this clause saying, well, it, but we're also going to mandate that the legislature ensure access to marijuana for medical use. But, so I you know, you could see how voters looking at it would say, oh, it sounds like both of these things have to do uh, with medical marijuana. And and so 
you know, anecdotally, we saw a lot of evidence that there was widespread voter confusion. Um, interestingly enough, in uh, July of this year, uh, there was a poll done uh, by a media organization, uh, South Dakota News Watch, uh, and they polled the question on Measure 27, asked people, you know, do you intend to vote uh, in favor or against Measure 27? And they found only 44% of the respondents uh, said that they intended uh, to vote yes. So uh, we're somewhat encouraged by that. But, uh, you know, you, you also have to be mindful of the fact that we haven't seen the big deluge of campaign spending from the other side. Um, the marijuana industry, this is something that most people are just completely unaware of. But according to an article in Forbes magazine, um, the marijuana industry, and I'm not talking about just black market sales. I'm talking about legal marijuana sales in the 19 states that have legalized this drug. Uh, it's expected to reach $33 billion in total sales by the end of 2022. So what we've now generated is it's, it's basically another big tobacco. You know, we've created another big tobacco, this, this multi-billion dollar industry that has a lot of money to put into campaigns. And so, for example, in the last campaign in 2020, the pro-marijuana industry spent $2,353,000 to convince South Dakotans that marijuana was no big deal, just vote to legalize it. The spending that was opposed to the measure was only $259,000. So you run the math, and that comes out to a nine-to-one campaign spending disparity. So for every $1 that was spent to argue why marijuana is harmful, you had $9 being spent uh, telling people, oh, you know, it's really no big deal. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, you know, and, and so, so that's um, something that we need to work, obviously, be aware of going into this fall election. And, you know, I expect once again that we will be greatly outspent, but never underestimate. I would say never underestimate uh, the power of the truth. And um, and so what we need to focus on uh, over the next um, two months between now and the November 8th election is educating uh, South Dakotans about the concrete harms that we have seen from other states that have legalized marijuana. We don't need to be groping in the dark wondering about what will befall South Dakota if this measure passes. We have the unhappy experiences of these other states that have legalized the drug that should be sounding uh, alarm bells in our head as we think about, you know, uh, this measure on the ballot. You know, and you talk about the, the concrete harms in the bishop's letter, which I actually have in front of me right now. They, they cite traffic safety issues. They cite workplace safety issues. They, they cite addiction, um, the, 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 the facts, the truth about addictions. And we've always heard, and I believe firmly that it's a gateway drug. I believe that firmly. Um, and, yeah. and never underestimate the, the power of truth. And, and if we're leading and we're following truth, the light of Christ is the truth, um, then yeah. we can overcome this, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if, if I could, I'd like to just talk about, we, you know, I don't know, probably don't have time in one broadcast to talk about all of the, the harms that could come to South Dakota from 
legalizing marijuana, but you just uh, touched on the issue of highway safety. In Colorado, one of the first states that legalized marijuana for recreational use, traffic, traffic deaths involving drivers who tested positive for marijuana have doubled following legalization. Doubled. Mm. So today in Colorado, one in every five traffic deaths involves a driver who has tested positive for marijuana. So that that's a shocking figure. And there, there's similar uh, data from Washington State, um, you know, another state that has legalized marijuana, uh, showing uh, increased traffic accidents um, in the aftermath of legalizing this drug. So getting back to what I said earlier is that, you know, we have to be concerned about the ways in which marijuana harms the individual who's using the drug. But here's a classic example about the fact that, you know, you may never have smoked marijuana in your life, but you could be killed on the roadway, you know, by somebody who's mm-hmm. high on this drug. Uh, you mentioned workplace uh, accidents. You know, the, the bishops in their letter uh, cite a study that talked about how employees who tested positive for marijuana on a pre-employment drug test had 55% more industrial accidents, 85% more injuries, and 75% greater absenteeism compared with those who tested negative for marijuana use. Um, you know, the litany goes on. You know, worse educational outcomes is another thing we see. Uh, addiction. Uh, you know, there's uh, the National Institute on Drug Abuse says that uh, 30% of those who use marijuana may have some degree of what, of what they call marijuana use disorder. Um, that's, that's a really high percentage, you know. And so, um, and then, of course, uh, marijuana use has been linked to a lot of adverse mental health, mental health outcomes, including psychosis, which, which is connected, you know, to episodes of violence. So, again, marijuana, harmful to the person using it, but when we think about the broader society, as Catholics, we're called upon um, to care for the common good. Um, that's one of one of the, the central principles of Catholic social teaching is protecting mm-hmm. the common good. And so we have to ask ourselves: Is passing this measure going to aid or hinder human flourishing in South Dakota? And the bishops uh, of our state uh, feel very strongly that the answer is is that it's going to hinder human flourishing. And so out of concern for the common good, uh, we strongly urge people to reject this measure. I don't know if I could say it any better than you did, Michael. Polly, very, very well said. We've got 30 seconds. I just want to remind folks, we're talking about Measure 27. And if you want to legalize marijuana, vote yes for it. If you want to vote with the bishops of South Dakota... With Michael Polly and with the rest of folks, vote no for the common good of the people of South Dakota. Michael Polly, thank you for coming. Well, how else can folks get a hold of you and, and follow up on this again? Yes, uh, stay in touch with our website, sdcatholicconference.org. All right. All right. Well, thanks so much, Michael. It's a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much, Deacon Paul. Thank you, Teresa. Okay. God bless the work of your hands, and I hope to meet you soon, Michael. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless. All right. Bye. All right. Well, Deacon, we're coming around the corner for our final segment of today's Real Presence Live. We are going to be speaking with the priest, so stay tuned. More Real Presence Live after this. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 